life in the land of the ice and snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with my co-host, Shayna. Hello. Hello. And our guest today is Luke from the UK, uh, specifically Essex. I am indeed an Essex boy. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We love the accent. (laughs) Not an Essex accent, but... It sounds so familiar to me. Uh, you sound so much like something I watch on TV and I, I can't place. Is like, it Harry Potter by chance? I get that one a lot. That could be. Yeah. That could be but it. Wait, what's the Essex accent really like? Are either of you familiar with Gemma Collins? Uh, the no. name's familiar. Um, so I'm not being funny or nothing, but <laughs> it does sound a little bit okay. like this. Okay. Do you get me? So wait, 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 wait. So what happened to your Essex accent? My mother was just determined I was not going to have one, and it somehow worked. <laughs> but what's, is there anything that helps you sort of go, turning up the Essex dial? I discovered, because uh, I went back to the UK, obviously, in early September for a wedding, and uh, I was in Essex for just a few days, but it switched back to be a bit more like this Yeah. for just a few days. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so how long have you been in Sweden? Uh, three years now. Three years. Mm. Okay. Before the pandemic. Just before August um, 2019. Uh, got in in the nick of time for many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Brexit yeah. as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, we we get a lot of people who are here. Yeah. They had to make the decision with Brexit. And so, but if you're a Brexiter, has there been like a new term coined for a Brexiter that's moved to Sweden? We should come up with one. Brexfugee. A Brexfugee. Oh, I like that. Mm. Brex pat. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm a Brex pat. (laughs) Well, okay. Besides Brexit, uh, what what led you to come to Sweden? (laughs) So when uh, the EU referendum happened, not to make this political, I was in Bethlehem of all places. Hmm. Bear in mind, I was in Bethlehem. I met a dear friend of mine using Grinder. (laughs) I was just curious to see what it was like in the Holy Land. (laughs) So I turned it on. Anyway, so I met him. He lives in Bromaplan. We get along like a house on fire. And on the day of the e- or the night of the EU referendum, uh, we met for dinner. And I jokingly said, if the UK votes to leave, I'll move to Sweden. Because obviously no one thought it would till it did. And yeah, uh, <laughs> half a decade later, Shanna, jag heter Luke, jag bor här i Sverige. I'm just going to have to say, you're the person that I love, but also that I hate because you're Swedish. It's fluent. <laughs> yeah. And he's three years. And you look at the two of us and you're way better than I am. But like, yeah, we're, we're sad. You're, you're, you're like, the, you're, you're the poster <laughs> child right now. I wouldn't say I'm <laughs> fluent. There was the incident in Lidl. Oh, okay. now we have to, yeah. now you have to tell us the story. <laughs> of course, this is recorded, isn't it? Um, so I want to know where the feta cheese was in this leader with Lilleholm. Um, yeah, it was mm-hmm. Lilleholm. And uh, I said, well, obviously, that's Varfins Feta Ost. Or word to that effect. I said to this poor store clerk, Harushita Ost. For our <laughs> listeners who don't speak Swedish, that means, do you have pussy cheese? <laughs> Or vaginal cheese of some description. <laughs> and we're off to a great start. Yes, <laughs> vaginal cheese for the win. I think, I think we've hit early in the program our embarrassing, you know, cultural Swedish. <laughs> oh, I Swedish. don't know, I don't know, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Christo and I kept in contact and uh, I came to Siemens.com and I'm like, no, I genuinely love this place. I've been to Sweden before, but I kind of saw it through different eyes. And I really desperately wanted to move here after that. It took another two years until things fell into place. So what was it that that really drew you to it? 
life's just a lot calmer here. I was mm. living in London at the time. It's a busy city. It's always bustling. And obviously we're sat here in the capital and it's still quite calm, even yeah. though it's the capital. And uh, the quality of life's better here. The wages are better. And the social security and the social protections. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. there's no Nando's. There is no cheeky Nando's, and that is a problem. I'm surprised Nando's hasn't opened up like a chain here. Like they had Honestly. Jamie Oliver's, they had other stuff, but not. I do not <laughs> understand this country sometimes as much as I love it. <laughs> Where do we? But go? you didn't end up in Stockholm when you first moved. No, no, I was living in a very small town called Staffanstorp, which is just outside of Lund, down in Skåne. It's actually probably smaller than my hometown, which is quite an achievement. If anyone listening wants to Google Molden. And then I moved to Lund, moved into a student corridor. So that's like dorms to the North right, Americans here. Yes. Um, got an internship that led to a job. So I came here to Stockholm. Wow. But why Lund? Because of the university? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I applied to Lund, Stockholm, and I think Uppsala, if memory serves me. And uh, yeah, got into Lund. It was my first choice. So I ended up in the deep south. What, what were you studying? Ironic time. European Union studies. <laughs> <laughs> it was fascinating, but I can't really use it in the UK anymore. No. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Boris. <laughs> okay, so you got a job in Lund. No, you studied in Lund and mm -hmm. then got a job that brought you to so, Stockholm. Yes, it was a remote internship. Uh, so that was one plus side of the pandemic. Things did become a lot more accessible job-wise. Yeah. And remote work, I don't really know how it was here before the pandemic, but in other places it certainly took off. Uh, so it made it possible for me to do that. Otherwise, I would have had to move to Stockholm a lot sooner for an internship. That wouldn't have ended well. And then moving to Stockholm, mm -hmm. uh, how easy is it to find a place to live and find friends and get like... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> moving was great fun. I did a road trip with a very dear friend of mine whom I was living with in the corridor. Oh, it was great fun. I forced him to listen to Eurovision for seven hours. So I don't know why he still talks to me. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> Moritz, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a super fun day. Um, it was tough. Now, I've never had one of those horror experiences where your deposit disappears and you never get the keys. But the first place I lived in was in Yadat. And mm. it was a dive. It was an elderly lady renting it or well, letting it. And she was basically using it as a dumping ground for all of her stuff. Like a hoarder... <laughs> It's yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, Ooh. it was. I managed six weeks there. Yeah. Then I moved down to Hergdalen. Uh Sadly, that didn't work out. So now I live by myself, um, which is great because the only asshole I have to put up with is myself. <laughs> 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 so, what part of town are you in now? Uh, Spelnga. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Pindletog. Yes. Yeah. When it works. When it yes. works. Yeah. We did talk to somebody else who had the same problem mm -hmm. with uh, 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 Pendle to the end. <laughs> Well, I wanted to ask you, because um, this will be airing on Halloween. Oh. Do you celebrate Halloween in the UK? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, generally, yes, but my mum's birthday is Halloween. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so it's never been a huge thing in our family, because it's a birthday of the matriarch, or the birthday of the matriarch, uh, but I always try to. Mm -hmm. mm. So what kind of, I mean, I'm going to guess it's along the same lines as the American celebration. Yeah, trick or treat, little yeah. um, sort of like mince pies, but with pumpkins, cupcakes, that's what I'm looking for, but with pumpkins. Cupcakes? Pumpkin, cupcake, what? Pu 
What? Pumpkin cupcakes. <laughs> I can't even say that. Pumpkin cupcakes. So have you experienced any of the Halloween celebrations here in Sweden? Yes, down in Lund. They were very muted in 2020 and 21, obviously. Of mm. course. 21, I was up in Stockholm. What am I on about? Uh, 2020. Um, but yeah, we still managed something as a corridor. Don't ask me what I dressed as because I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and it was then, basically parties with um, with costumes and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then last year, I went as someone who'd had their soul sucked out by the corporate world. Ooh! Ooh. So what does mm. that costume look like? <laughs> but with black eyeliner, gesturing to yourself. Yeah. With black eyeliner. Okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> so Lazy are you? <laughs> it was. It very much was. Are you a candy? Do you like candy? Oh yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah. favorite candy in Sweden and favorite candy in the UK. Ooh, that's a tough one. The UK, definitely Cadbury's. Bit of a classic, which nicely leads me on to my uh, Swedish delight, Marabou. Okay. I don't like Cadbury's as much anymore because of Marabou, so it feels a bit like I've cheated on it. Mm. <laughs> you know, the new flavor of the month. What about Cadbury <laughs> eggs, though? That's one of my favorites. <gasps> the Cadbury's cream eggs. <gasps> they, I love yeah. those. Yeah, <laughs> luckily my husband doesn't like them, so... But they oh, only come out at Easter, though, right? No, they made them made them year round a few years oh, ago. I think. They? I think you could probably find them at least in the U.S. I think they generally come out around Easter. But you know how it is there; mm. things come out like two or three months before they're supposed to. Yeah. In fact, I was in in the U.S. this summer in July, and they started putting out all of the Halloween stuff at what? all of the stores. I know. In July, some lady came up to me when I walked in and she's like, do you need help finding some Halloween decorations? I'm like, "Uh, no, because it's July. (laughs) I I have a theory. I have a theory. It's because they know people from other countries come and then they buy stuff and take it back. That's what Harrods does, actually. Yeah. So Mm. interesting story. So I um, there's a thing called Toastmasters, which if you guys know Mm -hmm. it, it's a public speaking group around the world. Right. And they have the Stockholm chapter. And I met a woman who was there and her husband or her ex-husband was the founder of Butrix, the costume Mm. store. Yeah. Mm. So back in the 70s, when they were newly married, Butrix was wondering, like, you know, after summer, like, you know, your your crayfish party and before lucia there's nothing in between right and she's like well there's halloween so she actually flew over to the states bought like ten thousand dollars worth of halloween stuff brought it back put in buttrix and here we are this is why we have halloween in sweden ah good on her yeah i was uh i was double checking today and halloween's only been celebrated in sweden since the 90s so it's it's always relatively new and I think I say on this podcast every year I moved here in 2000 and there were no pumpkins I could find no celebrations it was really miserable the first few years and now mm. it's pumpkins everywhere but I will say that I think the the Swedes still do not know what to do with these pumpkins other than carve them I am impressed by a lot of the pumpkins I've seen carved because that didn't happen 20 years ago But I was talking to somebody at work the other day and I was talking about making a pumpkin pie when the pumpkins come out. And they're like, well, how do you do that? I'm like, well, you know, when I get a pumpkin to carve, I just scoop out the insides and kind of, you know, use a blender. and get. They're like, oh, you can eat that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But actually, it does surprise me that Halloween has caught on here because Sweden's super atheist, but it still celebrates a lot of its holidays in a very pagan way. Yeah. Like Midsommar, Valborea, there's a bonfire. So I'm surprised that they didn't sort of run with it in the medieval sense. 
where you sort of prayed all night to ward off evil spirits. <laughs> <laughs> but then well, there's the All Hallows Eve, right? Like the the night before All Saints all Day Saints, which is the next day, November first. <laughs> but the Swedes usually celebrate it on the first Saturday. Yeah, of have November, you been to that where they put the candles in all the graves? It's supposed to be phenomenal. I've never actually been. Okay, this, yes, yeah. this is a yeah. tip. So when this airs, um, unless I'm mistaken, it should be mm-hmm. on the weekend that's coming up on Saturday. You want to go to Skoldkirkegården. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the stop as well. It's the big woodland cemetery. But, um, I mean, the sun will be down <laughs> because it's that time of year. Yeah. Like the whole city comes out to that. So it's it's crowds of people. That's on where the Greta Garbo's buried. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Greta Garbo's there. And All it's right. a World Heritage Site. Yes, Mm. Uh, and it's beautiful. Everything is lit up. Uh, everyone brings candles. There's candles everywhere, and it's like pitch black, dark. And the graves are in the woods, so it's like super dark, except for the the candles and stuff. It's really beautiful, though. So I would suggest that as something I'm to do. Add that to my list mm. this year. Yeah. yeah. Although it does sound like. Does sound slightly like something from The Exorcist. <laughs> Ever yes, so slightly. Yes. Just bring a Ouija board out, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the other thing is, you know, Swedes also never seem to understand that Halloween's on October 31st. It's really <laughs> only one day. And they tend to extend it at least a week later, sometimes two. So, hey, it all mm. mixes in with the spooky vibe. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Just to kind of wrap up a little bit, you mm-hmm. told us about your Lidl incident. <laughs> Have there been any other like major culture shocks or mistakes that you've made? <laughs> you How long do we have, right? Yeah. How uh, can we be here till midnight? Um, my dear friend whom I had the road trip with, uh, you know, when someone's done a good job on something, you can say, oh, they're snooked. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what he'd done, but I just replied with, do a snook. And he goes, Luke, what were you trying to say? He said, you know, well done. You've done a good job. And he goes, yeah, you were hitting on me. Yeah. (laughs) Which made my blood run cold slightly. Um, And of course, there's just been times I've uttered sentences that have been utter garbage. And uh, I still cannot keep a straight face. In Swedish, when something is difficult to pronounce, you say, it doesn't come right in my mouth. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't say that with a straight face. To this day, I've I've never used that phrase. Oh, the common interrupt the moon and float my ah. Okay, you have a little bit of a Skonska uh, accent yeah. in there too when you speak Swedish. It's uh, I'm endlessly mocked for it by every last week. So like, <laughs> of, of all the dialects you could have picked up when you moved to Sweden, <laughs> it was Skonsk. So, so just like your mother got trying to get rid of your Essex, we're yeah. all going to try to get rid of your Skonska. Yes. Oh yeah, there are at least three <laughs> colleagues here who have made it their personal mission to rid me of my uh, Skonsk broodling. We love you, Skonies. That wraps it up for us. Perfect. This, this Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And and since you sound like Harry Potter, it's kind of uh, it's kind of appropriate. It's Leviosa, episode. not Leviosa. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? I'm very impressed. <laughs>